Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Romans 8 and verse number 29. We love verse 28, but I want to read verse 29. Let's read that together, please. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus is the model son. He is the exact replica. He's the perfect. He is God in the flesh. What I love about it, though, he walked among us and took on human flesh and became the prototype. When we look at Jesus, we understand that he perfectly fulfilled and satisfied the requirements of the Father. So if you ever wanted to know what God is up to in your life, Romans 8.29 tells us that he's conforming us to the very image of his son. They asked a uh, uh, sculptor one day, how do you... make a duck. And he said, it's very simple. I take out my chisel and I chisel off everything that doesn't look like a duck. And so what God is doing in my life, in your life, he's taking out his chisel and he's chipping off everything that doesn't look like Jesus. (laughs) Bad attitude. No, that's got to go. All that stuff. Unforgiveness has got to go. All the things that doesn't look like Jesus, he is at work in you and me to make sure that we are conformed to the image of his son. Now, let me just say this to you. God uses people. Let me say it again. God uses people. I know you don't like it. I don't like it. But the truth of the matter is God uses people. Jesus is not coming from heaven to make this happen in your life and in my life. God uses people. And so I want to talk to you today about the people you need for your transformation. Because we've been talking about transformation. So I want to talk to you about the people that you need that I need for my transformation. Now, I want to give you a heads up. The first two are negative. It's going to be negative. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. Any of those of us who drove here today in a car, rode here today in a car, your car has something called a battery. And the battery has two poles on it. One, is there's not two positive poles, nor is it two negative poles, but it is a positive and a negative. And what I'm getting at is this. The negative people in your life are necessary for your transformation. All right? All right? So we're going to bring them on board today, and we're going to just let them do what they need to do. I didn't say you had to like them. 
You love them. You don't like what they do. But the truth of the matter is they are necessary. The first group is this. I want to call them reducers. Reducers. They, when you're around them, they, they, they kind of decrease you, you know? Uh, uh, when I say reducers, and sometimes you need them because you can get a little high and lift it up. And they have a way of bringing you back down where you need to be. It's amazing how, how we can get prideful and arrogant about a few things. We get a few successes under our belt. But God has a unique way of sending a reducer in your life to bring you back down to earth so you don't start smelling yourself, as some folk would say. Said, thank God for my reducers. <laughs> I didn't say call out names. Don't call out names today. Don't call out names. But we're just doing categories. Another negative person or group that you need is not just reducers, but you need restrainers. Restrainers are those who will try to stop you from doing something. A biblical example of that, you remember Nehemiah? When Nehemiah had a desire to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, he just had a, had a heart for this. And here he is, all he wanted to do was the will of God, to rebuild the walls, to fulfill the prophetic word. But there was somebody, somebody's name, Sanballat and Tobiah. Sanballat and Tobiah, you can jot this down, Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 19. I'll read it to you, Nehemiah 2 and 19 says, But when Sanballat, Sanballat, Sanballat the Horonite, (laughs) maybe I'm thinking about food, let me go on. Sanballat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard of it. They laughed at us and despised us and said, what is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? And so every time you begin to see Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, but mostly Sanballat and Tobiah, they were restrainers. Everything they did was try to stop the progress. I don't know about you, but I've had people in my life who seem like they were bent on trying to stop my progress. Now, now, when I say you need them, you need resistance. I'm talking about you, those of you who know what I'm talking about, when you lift weights, when you lift weights, it pressure has to be applied to the muscle in order for you to gain strength. If you don't have any pressure applied to the muscle, am I right, Winston? You know, because what I'm saying is you have to have that so that you can build strength. And that strength will come and grow and grow and grow. So you probably need to give your restrainers an offering. Because they're helping you to grow. You didn't know that you could have a good attitude as nasty as they acted. You didn't know that you had the potential to be as kind as you are given how they came at you the way they came at you. Who knew? You look at them and you go, my, my, you know, thank you so much. 
And thank you. I just appreciate you so much because you have helped me in my transformation. I know that I'm not the person I used to be because had you met me 10 years ago, I tell them God loves you. God loves you. You didn't want 2007 Billy Ray. Uh, 1997, Billy Ray. You certainly didn't want 77, Billy Ray. All right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, let me go on. And to those of you who are millennial, yeah, there was a 1977. All right. Now, now, so you need, these are negative people, the reducers and the restrainers. Let's get on the positive side. In addition to the reducers and the restrainers, you need reflectors. Reflectors. Uh, Reflectors are those persons who will hold a mirror up to you and let you see yourself. They'll let you see yourself. A biblical example of this is Nathan. You remember... uh, in 2 Samuel chapter number 12, in fact, 2 Samuel 12 and 7, 2 Samuel 12 and 7, Here, here's the story. Uh, uh, David, King David, uh, did not go out to war, and one day he got up and, you know, was getting his morning Starbucks, and he went on the rooftop, and he was getting his rooftop, and, you know, he's got a uh, 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 vanilla latte with, you know, you know, with a splendor in there, and he got that, he went onto the rooftop. And so he was getting ready to drink, and he looked over, and he saw Bathsheba. And indeed, she was true to her name because she was bathing. And so David didn't just glance. Long story short, Bathsheba was somebody else's wife. David said, send for her. Because he was the king, his orders had to be obeyed. Basically, he slept with another man's wife, and then to cover up his sin, he brought the, her husband Uriah in and tried to make it look like he slept with the Uriah, being a faithful servant, said, I'm not going to sleep because everybody else is out at war. And so David, to cover his own sin, killed, had Uriah killed. The prophet Nathan shows up, tells him a parable. And it's amazing how God, the the seed of justice is on the inside of David. God's seed of justice. And when he told him the parable, David was enraged. He was like, how dare somebody do that? And then in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 7, Nathan said to David, you're the man. It's you. That I'm talking about, thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel and delivered you from the hand of Saul. Then he began to talk about all the things that he had done for him and said, David, had you wanted anything that you wanted, I would have given to you. How dare you go and take another man's wife? So thank God that although David was king, he had a reflector. Somebody to come and shine the mirror so he could see himself. Now, now, let me tell you something. This is what I found out, and I believe this is true with all of them. Don't get mad when they show up in your life. 
Because you need to see yourself. Let me try it on this side. You need to see yourself. Have you ever gone out thinking that you had everything together and you failed to look in the mirror? And you realize, oh, my Lord. I was, I, I'll tell you two stories. One, I was, um, I, 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 I had on a, I thought it was a blue suit. I thought it was a blue suit. And then I'm sitting, I'm sitting at the, in the other church and, and, I, and I had this nice black tie on. And I said, it's amazing what light will reveal. And then I looked down at my socks. I said, this is all wrong today. I didn't have a mirror. Yay, even the very suit that I have on today, this morning, these very self-same pants. I was putting my belt on and I had I tied my tie and everything. I thought I was ready. And I, don't y'all laugh, don't y'all laugh. I had a pocket just sticking up outside the pants. And my wife said, okay, thank God for the mirror and thank God for a wife. Because you think you have it together. My mother-in-law said, you're looking, trying to be all fine. But see, God will allow reflectors to come into your life to show you you. Because you don't know what's going on. Who are your reflectors? Don't get mad at them. Just say, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my reflectors. Now, 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 can, can we go on? Here's another group. Because God's serious about your transformation. <laughs> On the positive side, you need these reflectors, but you also need refiners. Refiners. Look at Acts chapter number 18, verse 24. Acts 18 and 24. This is, this, this is interesting right here to me. Acts 18 and 24. It says, now a, a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Aquila and Priscilla were refiners. Now, look at what the text says. The text says that Apollos, verse 24, was an eloquent man. Apollos, verse 24, was mighty in the scriptures. Apollos, in verse 25, was instructed in the way of the Lord. Fervent in spirit. And listen to this. Taught accurately the things of the Lord, right? And then he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. But somebody had the wherewithal to listen with fine-tuned ears and pull him aside and said, you can be better. You're good. 
but you can be better. Look at somebody say, you're good, but you can be better. You're good, but you can be better. And uh, I've told this story many times years ago uh, uh, when LeBron, J- LeBron James, it's okay whether you like him or not, listen to the story. <laughs> All right. Uh, went to the Miami Heat. They went to the championship, lost the championship, I believe, to the Dallas Mavericks. And um, in the offseason, he called Magic Johnson and Akeem Olajuwon and say, how can I improve my game? At that point, LeBron had already won MVP. A refiner needed to come in. And they said, this is what you need to do, LeBron. You need to learn how to play in the paint. And so he spent time with Akeem Olajuwon learning how to play in the paint. And as a result, the next year, in the next year, they began to win. They won the championship. What I'm getting at is this. You're good, but you could be better. Jim Collins wrote a book, Good to Great. Have you discovered your greatness? I submit to you that, listen to me, a refiner is who you need to discover your greatness. I believe you had a refiner sitting up in here preaching to you every week. That's, my, that's what I believe. That's what I, I'm just, I'm just saying what I'm saying. So, so what I'm getting at is you have to open your heart to refiners. They are, listen, this, this is where you always have to have a teachable spirit. Because if you get too high, nobody, that's why you're reducing. You see what I'm talking about? That's why you need your reducers. You, they need to yank your chain and pull you down. All right, all right. Now, so far, I told you that you need reducers, you need restrainers, you need reflectors, you need refiners, and here's another one. Listen to this. You need refreshers. Refreshers. You need refreshers in your life. For this one, we want to look at 2 Timothy chapter number 1 and verse number 16. 2 Timothy chapter number 1 and verse 16. Listen to this. It says, The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. It means that the refreshers will renew your energy. You, they, they, they'll replenish you. They'll get, to a, get you to a place. There are people, you go around them and you're better after having left. You're stronger after having been around them. And see, everybody needs a refresher in their life. Paul said, he's writing to Timothy, and he said, look, I need, I need to point somebody, point somebody out to you. Onesiphorus, because it didn't say he did it one time, he often often refresh. He often refreshed me. So this was just the way I am. Just, you know, I got some people in my life, they often refresh me. They often refresh me. I want you to notice something else. 
It says that Paul said, he was not ashamed of my chains. Wait, 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 wait. Refreshers will refresh you when you're on your mountain and when you're in your valley. Right? See, I don't need somebody that's just going to be with me when I'm on the mountain. It's when I'm in the valley that I need refreshing. That's when I need my strength to be renewed like that of the eagles. That's when I need the refreshers to come along. You think about it. Here was Paul having, you're talking about shipwreck, beaten, and he began to list his resume, all of those things, uh, 39 stripes, all those things. And he said, I need refreshers in my life. And Anessa Forrest is the person Who's refreshing me? I want to pause just for a minute. And in addition to your needing those people, listen to me, you need to be that to some people. You need to be that to some people. Now, now, hopefully you don't just ride in the lane of reducer and restrainer. Don't let that be your main fast lane. You know, I'm a reducer. I pull everybody down. I'm a restrainer. I stop everybody's progress. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank God. That's not, that's not us, is it? But, but we do need to be those who will come alongside and we say, you know what? I'll be one who I'm not afraid to be your reflector because I'm able to speak the truth in love. I'm telling you the truth, not because I'm just trying to get you told. I'm telling you the truth because I love you. I'm telling you the truth. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't say anything to you. I'd just let you go on out there with your flicked self. All right? So, <laughs> so, so you, you know, some people, you are their refiners. But for, for that refining, you're really going to have to have discernment. Hear me, hear me. When you're talking about being a refiner in somebody's life, that means you have the discernment to look past their success. Because, listen, success can cover up need. Success can cover up need. You can throw a lot of money and a lot of stuff and be impressive, but the truth of the matter, there can be a gaping hole right there that God wants to fill and you need a refiner. The other thing is, you might be somebody's refresher. All your job is in their life is to refresh them, to refresh them, just to come alongside. And you know what? Take a breath, man. Just, you, don't have, you don't have to be anybody with me. Just be yourself. Be comfortable. You're going to be refreshed. You, you don't have to pretend. You don't have to put, come, come on, just, I want the real you, raw. The real you. And, and, and here's the last one that I had. After these refreshers, hear this, you need restorers. Galatians chapter number six, verse number one. In Galatians six and one, it's, it's a, an amazing scripture to me. Um, he says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, 
you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. (laughs) If a man is over, and that's any person, is overtaken in any trespass, in any sin, any fault, you who are spiritual, stop. Everybody doesn't qualify. Because here, there's a specific qualification given to the restorers. He said the person who is going to restore is the person who is spiritual. So the question is, are you spiritual? Well, let's look at what the word of God says concerning what it means to be spiritual. I'm glad you asked. So... Hold your finger right there. Y'all have doc, uh, iPads, so just go to, go. you'll come back to it. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3 and verse number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3 and verse number 1. And we're going to come back to Galatians 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1 says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you're still not able, for you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Whoa, whoa. So he's saying a person is spiritual if they are not involved in envy, strife, and division. Those look like relational things to me. So it didn't say the person is spiritual if they spoke in tongues. A person is spiritual, they had a, a gift. They will operate, you know, I operate in all nine of the gifts. You're Jesus. And so, so, you know, some people, you're not spiritual because you can quote the word. The devil can quote the word. He said, the person who's spiritual is the person who's not involved in envy, divisions, and jealousy, all those kinds of things, all those relational things. He said, you're carnal if everything, every argument, you are the common denominator. Every time you look around, you're fighting. Been fighting all my life. Uh-huh. Every time you look around, there's strife and division, trying to divide people. Do you realize division, there's a spirit of division? And so we have to make sure that we qualify as those who are spiritual. Just because you can quote the latest church cliches does not mean you are spiritual. So, back to Galatians. He says, you who are spiritual. 
This is what I need you to do. You are to restore. It's interesting. When you look at that, it's the picture of putting a broken bone back in place. I don't know if you've ever had your bones broken. The first part of putting a bone back in place, it's not, it hurts. Because what happens is, in, in fact, in fact, somebody just told me this story. Um, and, and, and forgive me, because I know you all have fact-checked me. But um, the story is, there was this woman had to, she was associated with royalty. And but she had gotten her, she had broken her leg, but her leg wasn't properly set. But, and so uh, she could not walk properly as royalty. So when they found out about it, they brought a doctor in. And the first thing he did was to break the leg again and properly reset the bone so to heal. And so when you're talking about this restore, it's, re- it's coming in and bringing, sometimes resetting the bone, it's coming in and mending. It's coming in and doing, making whatever adjustments are needed so that the person can be brought back. This is what I love about God. He knew that we would malfunction. He knew that. That's why in, in Lamentations it says his mercies not are renewed. His mercies are new every morning. He knew that I would malfunction. And there are times when we fall off the wayside. And what God does is his ministry of restoration. Everybody else want to throw you away. Everybody else want to put you down. Everybody else has given up on you. You've even given up on yourself. You said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I can't do that. You have unlawfully, illegally disqualified yourself. God has not said you're through. God's not said you're through. He just said you're in need of restoration. I want to bring you back. And then he says, you who are spiritual, I need you to enter into this wonderful ministry of restoration. The beautiful picture of it is over uh, uh, when there was a woman caught in adultery. Everybody was getting ready to throw the rocks because the law said stone her. But the restorer, Jesus, stepped into her life and began to come to her aid and restore dignity back to her life. He confronted her confronters. And he said, you who are without sin, cast the first stone. One by one, they began to drop the rocks. And then he told the woman, go and sin no more. That's a beautiful picture of restoration. I don't know how, what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you, but I believe that there may be people even sitting in here today where you said, you know what? Man, the, uh, will God allow me to walk in his original plan or do I have to settle for something lesser because of what I've been through where this is what I found out. I know it's, it, it's a song, but you don't look like what you've been through. You can come out of situations without the smell of smoke on your life. 
Galatians says, you who are spiritual, restore them in a spirit of meekness. Considering yourself. In other words, consider how it is you want people to treat you if you were in that position. You wouldn't want folk to stand you up before the church and embarrass you and just treat you like you're a second-class citizen. Oh, I'll never forget Bishop Frazier came, Clifford Frazier, who did our marriage conference. He made a point. He was talking about the prodigal who returned home to the father, the, the son who had returned home. And he said the first thing the father did was threw a robe on him. It did, he didn't clean him. He threw the robe on him. Now, he worked, God works under the robe. That's called sanctification. But he throws that robe on you, that robe of righteousness, where you don't deserve it. And he treats you like you're a first class citizen, like you're of the firstborn. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Even the psalmist said, he restores my soul. So my friend, you need, and you need restorers in your life. And some of you have to be restorers of others. I submit to you, these are the people that you need for your transformation. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.